We're spinning right round the wrong way this week on The Hapless Heroes. So they see you turn invisible again? <laughs> no. I'm going to do that privately. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I am Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we figure out a strange cosmic and celestial event. Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to introduce my cast. Starting on my virtual left, we have Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain, Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Ready to stab. Zach as Pregnart. Don't you just hate moon days? <laughs> Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm getting dizzy. And John as Lord Gerard the Light. Are you enjoying your pizza, Pregnot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when we last left off, there was a pizza party and an all-night stakeout, and you guys were just taking, decided to just take a seat and watch to see if the world ended or not seeing as how you know you you were previously under the impression of maybe you had stopped or you know did enough to prevent the events of whatever was going to happen next because you saw that the tower grounds were you know just completely filled with guards and like everyone was seemed to be on high alert the you know Ebenezer Blackwood's residence was completely locked down like you know it seemed like you had probably at least done enough to generate some suspicion and alert people to something that could possibly be happening. But maybe what you but what you weren't expecting possibly was for this event to this 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 convergence or whatever to be a little well, I'm not gonna say anticlimactic, because something certainly has happened, but it's just not as explosive as you were potentially expecting this to be. It also doesn't seem to be ending. No. In fact, we're going to open right back up onto the rooftop bar of this place that we never named. Uh, Gerald's going to turn to zero. Uh, how long are these things supposed to last for? Unknown. But two potentialities are coming to mind. Either the foul upheaval did not happen as we think it did. Or something else entirely has now happened in the place of the foul upheaval. What what should we shall we do? We, do we just wait more? I I feel like there's nothing much we can do to stop the world from staying on this axis. We don't know. We're we're in uncharted territory here, I suppose. Um, I certainly don't want to go to court in five hours. <laughs> No, I think I would uh, I would have the fish drunk before then just for just for that. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna, if you they're want, gonna, I can lean into the role. They're going to search us and, and have us, you know, surrender our belongings before we get into a courthouse. So, I mean, the fish is the only thing that really matters here. And you think they're going to let you bring a goldfish into the fucking courthouse? I can hide it in my mouth. If we're being honest, yes. As a matter of fact, he could. That'd yep. be funny. Fran would just make me constantly do like sleight of hand checks with that of time or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, what if what if somebody plugs your nose or, or makes you laugh and you do a spit take? I mean, I just think that's a little too risky, Pecknart. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we've gone from stakeout to takeout. We're going to wait a lot longer to see how it takes to make out. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel the like problem we, we, is that this whole thing could be a fake out. 
what, what was in that journal? I'm, I'm a little foggy as to this whole uh, Bush journal. Y'all seem to have information, then it was it was taken by the guard, and I really don't know how much was in there, Zero. I mean, what if he had things set in motion ahead of time, and now that this moment is here, it's frozen, it's still waiting for him to push the button? Now, I believe Zero did a scan of all the pages and has them at least committed to some sort of memory. Um, well, let's find out. Yeah, why not? Uh, what kind of there is a check? check there's a ch- there's a check for this sort of thing. Just make a history check. Sounds this great. Recent history. Nine. Oh, good. There was a lot of math in there, zero. OK, like 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 for like a good chunk of like the last three quarters of the journal is just like meta math and like diagrams and um, things that are detailing, you know, like that, that things to do in conjunction with this convergence and with like how the ley line like structure uh, interacts with it and like how it harnesses or focuses the energy. Um, you don't, you don't, it's, it's kind of fuzzy as to as far as like whether this was going to happen regardless or if this is the byproduct of said event, but you know that from what you from what you can remember without having it in front of you this event to a certain degree was going to happen no matter what there was going to be a celestial convergence and some things were going to get weird you know there was going to be a lot of lines between realms and lines between a lot of things you know that there's just you know this is a very heightened magical time right now but you don't remember if it had said anything about you know any sort of rotational axis changing or anything like that. But there were a lot of star charts and stuff like that being diagrammed there, as well as depictions of like Modrons and stuff like that as well. Okay, so we have something of a good news, bad news scenario. Um, so the good news, um, I can more or less model what's going to happen. The bad news is to do it, I'm going to need a six by 12 by 12 by 24 by 32 non-Euclidean room, about six miles of red twine and N plus one thumbtacks. To break it down, though, things are going to hit about somewhere between a nine and an 11 on the weird shit meter. It's going to be really wacky. Unfortunately, I'm not 100 percent whether or not the whole reverse turntable thing is part of the wackiness or if it's somebody else's wackiness. I think I've got the thumbtacks. Hmm? Well, we seem to be under the impression that the weird stuff is going to happen at the ley line at that energy column. And the place to be to try to stop it is maybe the tower. An argument can be made that the weird shit is happening right now. It's already happening. Will weirder shit happen is the question. Well, we're talking about the big crater explosion. Ah, yes, <laughs> That's that. The, the forthcoming doom. Yes, which may or may not be forthcoming as... But it may, because well, now if... the convergence is infinitely prolonged. Right, if the convergence lasts forever, eventually it's going to happen. Like, it, How do we prevent it? Like looking into the sky, right? Again, the moon is still just like shimmering in this golden light, and the ley line is perfectly centered into the circumference of the moon. Not looking into the sky, do the guards and all the extra patrols and everything around all seem to just be kind of walking? Well, you're not close enough to necessarily the gates of the tower to. Right, you are you you've moved you moved back to get a hmm. good view on a rooftop bar in like a an area where there's actually like people hanging out, not necessarily at the gates between wards and areas. Um, make me a perception check, though, please, because it is late and it is a little quieter outside. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. There appear that you can you can almost faintly make out some sort of I mean, commotion in the direction of the ley line, the tower. 
because they're all in perfect view from where you are on the rooftop. You can see them. It's just that you know you're you're a few blocks back, you know, in a safe place. Um, but there seems to be some commotion going on. You can actually see, like, some people like running, you know, back and forth between like the banisters and stuff like that, and the different towers, you know, that kind of dot the walls um, that surround the tower campus. Um, there's some activity. There's some commotion. Like, and anybody some else? Are, some some other people potentially are starting. Like, you, you're starting to get the sense that other people are also concerned that something is happening or up over there. Can anybody else around me or any of the rest of the group see this, or is this just just Boris? You were the first Boris. one to look in that direction. Everyone else is kind of like looking at the sky right now, or eating pizza, or eating pizza. Okay, so Boris turn her head to the rest of the group and say something's happening and then just leap off the side of the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Assassin's Creed, you know, basically, yeah. You landed up, you you landed a pile of hay that just conveniently that's like the size of a bucket, but I'm fine. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, Jarrell grabs two pieces of pizza and follows after down the appropriate uh, exit. Uh, the stairs, you mean? Yes. <laughs> yes, the stairs for normal people. Yeah, Hedrick will dash and follow. Okay. Everybody takes the stairs and goes downstairs to presumably follow, follow Boris, who just jumped off the fucking roof. He's yep. <laughs> running down the street now. In the oh, shadows. He's running down the street. In the oh, shadows. Okay. Like, she's sticking to, like, the sides of, like, buildings and trees. Okay, I mean, you can see, you guys can see Boris kind of going up ahead to, like, scout ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, the streets are, I'm going to say, relatively clear, but the closer you start to get to the tower, the more, you know, I mean, again, there's barricades put up, there are, you know, guards swarming around, there's a lot of shouting happening. Um, and again, you, as far as you're concerned, y'all are pretty much just a step below wanted criminals as far as stepping foot onto these tower grounds. Uh, just accused <laughs> so far. We have a and side- you were the ones also, and, and I just want to remind you all, just, just to make sure that, again, context is important since it's probably, it's been a few, several weeks since we've, um, experienced these moments as, you know, players here, um, the first time you were kicked out was because you were shouting things as if you were, you know, or people were under the impression you were some sort of death cult and you were preaching about some sort of apocalypse that was impossible. Um, and that, and then, and then you were the same people who then Bush did the, bir- you know, discovered the Bush <laughs> Journal. Like, you are potentially walking into a situation where there is the possibility of you being blamed for all of this, or they think we're prophets. <laughs> That's a hell of a bet to make. Did somebody say profits? Um, Jarrell is kind of keeping a little, uh, well, trying to stay out of their direct line of sight of the guards while also kind of paying, just just trying to gain a sense of where they're running to, but that's about it. Mm. Guess who else isn't getting in there? Right. Well, and that's the thing. Philbert. We know that his house had magical protections, sort of like a security system. But we don't know if he was able to, you know, get around that security system. If he has magics available, like teleportation, Did we have his... to be concerned about his access to things, as well as his capability. Counterpoint. He's terrible at it. Right. He could have stolen saying... something from his dad, though. All, yeah, all true. Yeah, an item that, that may allow such capabilities. I mean, we have to be aware of the fact that he wouldn't have gotten this far unless he had access to information to put into that dang Bush journal. Zero, did the journal include his name? It did. It was in the front yeah. cover. Well, then that helps us immensely. Um, and just after you mentioned that, you can hear like shouting from beyond the wall. Um, Filbert, if you are in there, come out and place your wand down and you will not be harmed. Is that our cue? Not, not yet. 
I, I think it's it's clear that if he is in standoff. there, yeah. Are we just hoping that Abeneza and Filbert are the same person, even though here, right now, we know that Filbert is not Ebeneza yet, and that Ebeneza is his father, and that he just wants a better <laughs> name? Maybe his name is actually Ebeneza Jr. <laughs> Has anybody thought of that? I think I think we've temporarily ruled that out, Pregnant, but you might be correct. We'll find out later, I'm sure. I think we might find that out later. <laughs> and again, there's a lot of com- commotion from beyond the wall, and like you're, you're not, you can't really get a good look in because again, there's a lot of barricades, and I think you guys are trying to keep a little further away from where all the guards are congregating, um, because again, I don't think you're trying to be seen necessarily yet. Jarrell's contemplating because if he's hearing them ag- actively call out Filbert, uh, they might see something that we could intervene with, which kind of is his end goal here. It's also any... possible um, that they know that Filbert's up to something because they have the, quote, Bush Journal, and there is something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are no lingering... If, indiv- if, my, if my reading of the book was correct, it has a lot to do with this. Hedrick what were you would... saying? Oh, hold on. What, what, what were you yeah. saying, Nicole? Sorry. Um, are there any lingering individual guards kind of closer to where we are no, everyone seems like every, everyone is sort of converged on both blocking the entrances to the tower as well as there's a lot you can hear there's 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 far more people on the other side of this wall. Okay, so Boris can't see any guards that are by themselves anywhere. Not 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 from where you're standing. I mean, how close are you trying to get to like these gates? Right, these are these are like you know you have like the street of the streets that kind of go up against the walls, right? They go towards the where the gates are, or you could be approaching kind of head on from a different street that faces the gate directly. Um, but like, how are you trying to approach to get a view or to under, you know, to kind of see positioning and stuff like that? Uh, Boris is trying to assassin sneak along the walls and in whatever kinds of things she can use to sneak as close as humanly possible to be able to actually sneak in, basically. All right, make me a stealth check. Oh, just because you're kind of, you're essentially heading up to scout ahead. Ooh, I'm down to 30 for this one. You're down to 30? 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, well, uh, so, no, they're, 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 they're all sort of gathered in groups. Um, there's, like, there's, like, there's, there's no, there, there are no fewer than three standing near each other. Like, you have a group of, like, about 12 just at the barricades that they have set up um, to block off the closed gate that heads into the tower area. Um, and then you can even see from beyond the gate, there seems to be even like, I mean, like, like actual, like groups of like military and like mages, like, like all over the plaza. Like there's, there's a lot of people in there. Oh, here's the other thing. If we're thinking about intervening, what value would we add that that army doesn't have covered? Uh, Jarrell pulls out the sword of justice. Is it still glowing? Is it still glowing? Well... It, when you say still glowing, like when was the last time you checked if it was glowing? Pretty much every time I pull it out, it's glowing. I'm just making sure it doesn't stop glowing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> still glowing. <laughs> okay, well then, yeah, Jarl just pulls out the Sword of Justice and like holds it in like awesomeness. I mean, yes, but at a certain Full point, sword. numbers actually do mean something too. You personally seen this sword do how much damage to the worst of creatures? Uh, oh, I didn't say it was a small number. I didn't say it was a medium-sized number either. I mean, we're talking ex- excessively large numbers, but gestures broadly towards that door. There might be excessively large numbers there. Perhaps. I'm certain they don't have the powers I have. Ah, there's that confidence. It can't be even a little bit afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Boris, I'm assuming you report this information back to, you know, like ever you guys have shared this information, y'all are all in the loop. Yeah, Boris so can't see the... any individual guards to take out on her own, so she goes back and 
Pat's again, they're info. kind of on your side here, right? <laughs> like, they, like you know, like you eliminating the guards <laughs> are is sort of like maybe like not necessarily the the greatest plan, seeing as how like they are the line of defense between you and whatever the fuck shit is about to happen or potentially. I just needed an outfit. That's exactly what I was. We've done this before, (laughs) way back in like episode fucking fifteen with Boris, right? Like the whole point was to you know take out some of the Baron's guards and get some outfits, if I recall correctly. So this is just we've come full circle. (laughs) Is the um, yelling from inside the gate starting to get louder? do we hear anything There's else? Like, well, it's kind of tense right now, right? Like there was that initial call out to, to Philbert. There didn't seem to be a response. And everyone just kind of, I mean, like everyone just kind of looks like tense. And know? they said, and just if you're in there, they're not yes, 100% certain if, if he's in there. At this point, I proposed at least attempting to assist them. Even just my ability to sense what's in there, if there is anything, it could serve incredibly useful. Well, what time is it right now? It's like three something, maybe 3.20. Too early for us to say we're reporting for our court appointment. (laughs) Yeah, that, (laughs) that wasn't going to be this play anyway. We're probably not trying to buy a gift for a friend. I was just going to say, no. it's definitely not looking for a gift for a friend. Gerald turns to her, I'm literally going to walk up there and say, I told you so, and hope they let us help. You know that there's an equally good chance they just put us under arrest, right? It, what, again, the worst that could happen is we have to eat that fish before they can arrest us. I'll hold it in my mouth so they can <laughs> confiscate it. <laughs> Does everybody Pre- remember my Pre- really good idea? <laughs> Pregnant's very dead set on this idea. Yeah, it's a really good idea for wall guy. No zero. Any, res- any response to your friend? You're just gonna ignore Pregnard. <laughs> you could let me That's go okay, by I'm my. Used to it. <laughs> you could let me go by myself, honestly. Well, I do not doubt your divine powers. Zero has a point. The only thing we have over the capabilities of all the different prefects and, and wizards inside this tower is our knowledge and the fact that we are aware of certain things that they are not. Now, the hardest part is convincing them. Jarrell again holds the, sword of, holds the sword of justice a little bit closer to Hedrick's face. <laughs> yes, you're making your point, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, You can go in there and try to convince them. I know that's your way. I'm not going to stop you, but... We have to try to find a way to at least circumvent the barricades that are in front of us. Well, uh, honestly, even if I do walk up there and try to introduce myself and again, say the I told you so, which I'm sure will be exactly what they want to hear. um, Perhaps the rest of you could take the chance to sneak in. I'm not sure. Um, Just reiterate, okay? There's only one way in and out of here, mm-hmm. and it's barricaded to all hell, and is like swarming with guards. So you would have to be distracting a whole hell of a lot of them, and have to remove a lot of barricades in order for your friends to just sneak in. Can I ask a question? Uh huh. So I have two spells. Uh huh. That I potentially can use together if I'm reading it correctly. Uh, I have. Greater invisibility. Of course. And I I also have, at level four, I took it and have not really needed to use it, but I have blink, where I can send myself to the ethereal plane. Yeah, and appear somewhere 60 feet away. I think it's 10 feet. I think blink gives you a little bit more than that. It says you return to an unoccupied space of your choice, that you can see within oh, 10 okay. feet. No, within 10 feet of the space you vanish from. I see. So you're going to essentially, and does blink require concentration? No, right? No, which is why I think right. I can use both at the same time. You can, and it would not break your greater invisibility. 
but I would be the only one doing this. So yes. and Pragnat Riches. can turn into water, and uh, Hedrick sometimes can change into a bird. Yeah, I'm out of those spell <laughs> slots, though. I'm playing by the rules. I, I can't yep. do that mm. until I t- until I sleep for eight hours, or until we swallow that oh, it's fish. A sh- it's a shame we've used all of our resources in our reconnaissance for this uh, oh. particular. <sighs> now right. I, I can uh, I can't suggest oh. twelve of these guards to sort of part the sea, so to speak. But I know there's a lot more than twelve out there. Yeah, we probably lay off on the magic until it's absolutely necessary. Well, anyway, that's the other. Thing. I suppose. Right. <sighs> well, Jarl, I, I guess we could just walk up there and tell them we're here to assist. We won't be arrested. Your casualties will be incredibly high if you try to arrest us. But you have us at our <laughs> words that we will work with you and stay for our court appointment at nine in the morning. Did you just threaten that them? That sounds like a threat. No, no, I'm <laughs> I'm talking about that in group, not actually to them. Sure, sure. But like your idea is to go threaten them is it's what a, you're saying. Yeah. It's a group intimidation <laughs> check. Okay. They'll have to agree <laughs> because of the implication. Yeah. Like here... How much manpower do you need for that threat in there? How much do you think it will take to arrest us? Do you think you have enough for both? That's again, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perhaps let me do most of the it. I want, yeah, I want probably. the 13 or 14 year old girl to be the one to threaten this. I'm sure you will anyway, no. Boris. I mean, my other my other thing to you um, zero would be if you know I know magic isn't necessarily the best option per se but at, in the grand scheme of things I feel like they're focused on specific things right now that if we do use magic I don't think it's going to be like well the main the issue here Quinn, issue. is that if you were to use magic to get in there you might be the only one in there well that's my issue <laughs> but but potentially I can scout ahead and actually look to see who's What's in the tower. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If needed. That's that's my only like if 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 I can scout ahead and successfully do this and figure yeah. out is it Filbert in there, that could give us some some good information. So um how I know I've got I, I I can't really I mean I'm gonna ask you this just asking you to make sure you think about it mm-hmm. is you can do that to get in how are you going to then take that information and give it to your friends who will be hearing me say it but not actually be able to act on the information because you're the only one technically receiving it sure you'll so, remember it after we all die I suppose and eat the fish <laughs> <laughs> now if we die I'm pretty sure we, she can climb the barricade. <laughs> if, if we if we die in the dream, Hopefully. we die in real life, right? Yeah. Ragnar, <laughs> how how often can you uh, uh, cast message? I mean, it's a cantrip. I can do it a lot. I know that's only 120 feet, but at least for the the duration, I mean, you might be able to at least keep in contact with him if you're close enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, oh, good. Yes. Let's filter all of this information mouth? through Pregnard. <laughs> yeah, Let's I try to go in together first. Well, message is a good idea because I'll, I can't really, I won't be able to talk very well because I'll have the fish in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I certainly, I have a way of uh, sort of detecting people's thoughts and, uh, if, if there's somebody that I feel like you should talk to more so, maybe we can just do that. They're not going to know any different if I can uh, discern any f- information from surface thoughts. Also, my plan can only take a minute. I have, I can be on, I can be invisible for a minute and I would have to be able to ethereal plane back out. And that also lasts a minute. So I have literally a minute for both spells. I could technically use up more spell slots, but I really don't want to. Yeah, you would you? you wouldn't want to do that, Glenn. No. <laughs> um <clears throat> okay, well, I guess then we'll try 
just walking up first. Uh, Quinn, do you gonna, want? So, yeah, you're gonna try walking up first. So yeah, is it just I, you walking up? That's the question. Uh, no, I'll walk up with him. Okay. Okay. I also walk up. Uh, I, I was I'll, gonna ask, do you up. want? Do you want to walk up in case it fails? I mean, I'm not going to cast invisibility and walk up. I'm going to walk up with you guys visually. Like, okay. Like, so they see you turn invisible again? <laughs> no. I'm going to do that privately. <laughs> I could, uh, I'm just going to help be uh, intimidating. Okay. So everyone's going. That's great. Well, I want to um, be able to inspire my comrades. So I'm walking up to. Of course. Okay, so yes, We're all you in as a group together. You as a group now walk up towards the barricades, and as soon as the guards see you approach, they're just like, "You there, halt!" Jarrell has the sword of justice again, glowing super bright in front of him. Uh, Let us assist you. This Sir, is exactly. Please put down your weapon, this, or we will be forced to attack. This is exactly what we Sir, told you would happen. Please put your weapon away. Um, Jarrell sheathes his weapon. Um, (laughs) This is exactly what we told you would happen. Please allow us to assist as we are extremely capable in in destroying threats of this nature. And let me roll charisma on that before they yell at me. (laughs) Okay. You could uh, could definitely help. Could I offer help and just say, we have sensitive information. We must speak to your commander. Take advantage, buddy. All right. Um, using persuasion, I got a 25. Okay. He says, approach the gate, but keep your weapons sheathed. If so, uh, if, if so, if, if I see so much as your finger grace the hilt of that sword, our archers will open fire. The only reason I showed you it in general was because you could see its awesome power. That is what we are afraid of, you imbecile. You have nothing to fear from <laughs> you, it, only whatever's going on in there. <laughs> you're like saying as you're approaching, yeah, yeah. right? Like you're like, you're like yeah, this yelling conversation is slowly, <laughs> like like from yelling in the streets, we're moving down to our indoor outdoor voices. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and the you know the guards all have their weapons drawn like some of them are holding like their pole arms out the other some others you know like with their, behind shields the barricades behind you are like these like big, big tall wooden barricades with, the, with spikes pointing out there's like you know like a kind yep. of you'd have to like kind of weave your way through to be able to get through the what's there may i um, speak to a god of rank um they look around and they say but well i guess that's i guess that's me <laughs> Everyone else is in there dealing with that situation. We you- initially got in trouble uh, for trying to f- warn you that something along these lines would happen and potentially destroy your city. Now it seems yes. to be happening. Yeah, it seems to be happening. So what do you know about it, huh? Did you cause this? What have you done? We had no hand in causing it, only that we have tried to stop it and warn you now twice. We also provided you with a book that clearly stated it was Philbert who was trying to do this. And uh, Jarrell... You provided us with you provided us with the book, or you were f- you had found the book and delivered it to the authorities. Is that necessarily important? You, uh, in any case, you now have the book and know exactly what's happening. Again, I want to roll this, a persuasion. This this this, this, oh, listen, this guard of rank looks over at Zero, who has the. Are you still holding the mug of the boss with the world's best barrister? Sure, I am. Okay, he's just like looking at you, like he's like you're the lawyer. <laughs> he wouldn't be saying these things without my counsel. Go ahead, Jarrell. Give me another persuasion. He have to make the wisdom check to believe. What's this, that? Does uh, this guard have to make the wisdom check to believe that Zero is the best barrister? Uh, you know, I wonder if he was one of the ones who failed. Like, yeah, I guess we'll do it again. Yeah, he fails. Uh, this time I only rolled a 17. A 17. Oh, I got a 19 on the die. Damn. He says, 
You have done nothing since you've gotten here besides cause trouble, raise suspicion, and frankly, you could be orchestrating this whole thing. Raising suspicion was exactly our intent, and it seems to have worked to some degree. Were you the ones who made an attempt on Filbert's life earlier? No, we did not intend to kill him at all. So you did! You were in the house! Uh, we were selling cookies at the time. <laughs> you... Okay, I've heard enough. Weapons, weapons down. You're coming with us for questioning. You really feel that questioning is the in, in, uh, appropriate response when potentially the end of the world is within minutes. Yes, we'll get the truth out of you yet. Your weapons, please. Gerald turns to zero. Like what? I'm not quite in the mood to give him the weapons. Mm. Pass, <laughs> Glug. You just drink the fish. You, I mean, yep. Yeah, I said pass, and then drank the fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess we don't get to see how the world ends. Possibly, or maybe not. Wait, why did see, we? Here's the th why did we drink the fish? Because we are not giving up our weapons. No. No, nobody. I wasn't going to give up my weapon. I was going to go all crazy and get in there. <laughs> I, had a, I had a backup plan. Yeah. Unfortunately. We had a plan B. Had a plan B. <laughs> Zero let the mug go to his head. <laughs> Zero let the mug go to his head and he drinks the fish. Everything goes white. There's like the sound of breaking glass and like mo like ticking gears. It's like getting almost it's 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 louder than last time. It feels the the the, the pacing of these of these clocks ticking in your in your minds in this in this white liminal space seems to be going faster. More frantic. Um, well, I'm going to cut the camera just for our audience and for you guys, because I love flavor. To heaven. <laughs> where, where we left, where Sorry. we left Felix and Dr. Heinz. You see Felix. There's like this bubble of magic around him. And you see that Felix smashes another clock after dripping. Uh, dripping it in liquid time, and you can hear this as you see Hoblet flinging himself around in the background, just trying to keep the area clear of a swarming enemies, just, just entities and beings of pure darkness that are converging slowly, methodically, on the position of Felix as they appear to be the last bastion of life left in heaven. And we're back in the office of Dr. Hines. Two and a half days prior. It is the morning. The room is as it was. All those beautiful curios and everything. Um, just hanging out in there. There's, uh, you know, I remember describing all those different display cases and, think, you know, things he had going on. His, you know, his desk still has that gold bar with his, um, you know, nameplate on it. it. You know, any belongings that you had acquired, including the pet hamster, everything. All of those things have are gone. So anything, only the things that you had when you first came in to Ool two and a half days ago are on your persons now. So bell slots. Yes, all of that. Everything. Everything, everything resets. Is reset. Everything is reset. Okay. I was making sure that even rested. magic reset. Okay. Everything. As and we're back to day one. As soon as we appear in the room, Boris's dagger goes like flying past everyone in the direction that that one guard would have been standing and just like sticks <laughs> in the wall for a second and then poofs back into her hand. Yep. Do you just like kind of coyly like put it away like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Right. It's cool. So the challenge ahead of us now is to do all of that messing things up but not be on their bad side. Well, or the apocalypse, Carol. How how long? Or 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 he's all that. He's all that. Yeah. How long before the explosion in the cafeteria? Half hour? An hour? 
Yeah, about about a, I think it was about an hour. Because you guys had done a lot of like just kind of looking around, maybe even like yeah, probably about actually yeah, I think an hour seems about right. Because you now, had spent some time the first time around just like exploring the office and just kind of checking out some of the stuff in here and whatnot. So now remember, this time, no threatening anyone, no sneaking around, and no telling anyone why we're here. Are there any student uniforms in this office now that I know what they look like? No. Wait, where are we? What is going on? We're back three days ago, Pregnart. Hello, is anyone home? Pregnart, peanut butter cup. Oh, you have one? There is, oh, we get there, one now? We had one, and now we're at the beginning again. Ah, uh, we have a reset. We'll make yes. sure we get two more. Uh, yeah. Jarrell would like to try Dispel Magic on the Grail, because I forgot to do that the second time we reset. Can I help him by casting Wait, so it? You're, you're, you're going to try to do what to the to that like grail on display? Uh, because it was magically locked, right? We dispelled magic. Would hope maybe potentially uh, disarm the magic locks. I'd like to try to get the grail. Yeah. <laughs> Hedrick would okay. like to help him. Hedrick, at what he level? At what level would you? No, it's a, you can't help him cast a spell magic. He just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, he just casts the spell. You can't just like. What are you gonna do? Like hold his hands as he like gestures the spell. I play like, the background. I play the soundtrack, dude. Like I've got the musical <laughs> capabilities, and he already tried it with that slide, the uh, the lap steel. So he knows know. he knows that he can get it to rumble, and he feels like a, a, a combination might might help the fact. Um, so if it's, if I have it at third level, I can cast it at fourth, right? You can cast it at any level above the level that it's, you know, you, you have it at. So if it's a third level spell, if you cast it at, like, whatever level you cast the spell magic at, a minimum of third level, if it, if the spell that is enchanting or, you know, affecting the object that you're casting it on is of that level or lower, it automatically dispels. If right. it is of, a, if it is of any levels higher, then you have to make a check. Right. Okay. Well, I'm so, gonna try yes. four. Are you trying? To, are you trying to? You're, tr you're you're casting it at fourth level. Yep. I would like you for you. I like would like for you to make me a spell casting ability check. So okay. roll a d20 and add your wisdom modifier. Ha! -ha! Uh, is, is my spell? Isn't my spell casting charisma? Oh, it is charisma. Excuse me. Yes. 23. 23. One of the three locks on it unclasps. Oh, there's three. Shit. Hendrick <laughs> wants to try. He's burning to try. He wants to bust out the loot. And he sees this grail. He's going to try to play the most grail-like song. <laughs> Hail. What level are you casting Dispel Magic at? Hail to the grail. Uh, fifth level. Okay. Make me a d20 roll, please. Ooh. It's only going to be add your, add your charisma bonus. Yeah, it, it's only going to be a 16. Uh, the spell fizzles. Damn. You see a spark kind of like fling off one of the locks. One of three are unlocked. The one that has that desecrated object that I had mentioned, that skull, the jeweled skull, there, there's six locks on that thing. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I guess Jarrell will continue to use... Um, I love it. Let's just waste all of our resources. We have right away. three days. We have three days. <laughs> well, I mean, kinda, right? Like two and a half days, pretty much. Right. Based on how everything kind of worked out. I just want to see what this Grail does. Okay. I'm gonna use the third one because I, I know I have to roll anyway. Oh okay. no, not that one. What'd you roll? Uh, lower than a sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, keep giving it a shot. It's okay, he casts it again. He's like, Jarrell is literally just, God, dispel, dispel, dispel. No, same roll. Well, I don't think I I'm going to be it. able to get it. Because I only have two spots this left, and unless so they're happy. both high enough, that's not going to happen. Worth a shot. So happy. You guys are trying to rob Dr. Hines' office. <laughs> I'm sure Dr. Hines wouldn't mind if I used that holy grail for something awesome. Yeah, too bad he couldn't send us to a point in time when all the shit was unlocked. 
<laughs> Zero slash Moradin is like rubbing at the bridge of his nose and grumbling. Every holy warrior I've ever seen just absolutely loses their sense of perspective in the presence of any sufficiently jeweled goblet. (laughs) So uh, then do we try to stop the explosion in the mess hall first? I mean, we pretty much know that meeting uh, Ebenezer, it didn't really amount to anything. If we can persuade him of something and tell him maybe that his son is in danger, I don't know if that's the way we want to go. I think we want to be in the cafeteria and go after yeah, the sun. I think we should talk to Ebenezer Jr. first. Yeah. <laughs> Might I also suggest we do it without using magic? Yes. Not saying, yeah. Yeah. Let's Just. go talk to him. Let's say, listen, we know what you're trying to do. You're doing a really good job. Just talk to us first. Again, remember that we're not telling them that we're here from the future or any of that, and no magic, and no getting in trouble, no, and no we murdering. I just want anyone. to talk to Ebenezer first, and we, we may or may not address his ghosts, and we'll say, <laughs> "Listen, you are—you're really—you're doing a really good job. We know what you're trying to do. We'll, we'll help you." Well, so the, the it, plan you're suggesting is just, just to make sure I'm clear is to essentially go down to the cafeteria, um, barge in to the place that you're not allowed. Um, you are not guests. You have no teleportation stones to even get there on your own without mil- meeting with Mildred Skewdelute. Uh, and then you're going to essentially tackle this kid before he blows something up and tell you, hey, we're here to help. No, we'll go... Mr. Fourth Wall guy will go down there and will think of uh, we want a oh we want the cake and we have a message written out on it. It says, "Dear Ebenezer Junior, <laughs> you're doing a really good job. <laughs> this is the cake we want, and we'll help you. You're doing a really good job. Don't worry. Come out." Come out to the dining area. We want to, to talk to you, but after you make this one cake and don't make anything else, okay? Where Boris proceeds to chop off his hands. <laughs> oh, I like this plan now. <laughs> no, I was thinking it would lead into he's all that and not the Filbert scissor hands. We could do both. Okay. I, I was thinking he's all that would start with a uniform theft but if you want to get a cake so how about we begin at the beginning with mildred Mm -hmm. and getting our proper access yep and not putting the cart three streets before the horse (laughs) sounds good (sighs) I feel like we should talk to Ebenezer Jr. first. Yes, but I... I think actually there's a lot of merit to the stealing the uniform idea. After we get the access. I mean, I have access if I get a uniform that's got one of those key thingies in the pocket. Yeah, uh, stealing, again, it might go along the lines of putting us on the wrong side of the staff here um, that is again my own, my opinion that that's a last resort do you remember what got us kicked out the first time Boris snaking around poking <laughs> underneath the uh, uh, carts in a medical bay eavesdropping I mean I'm a fan but there's a time and a place after she already got the uniform which she was successful at the first time she got the, the the rune, not the uniform at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Which, again, you can still have as long as you don't get caught. And you have the knowledge of the layout of this place. You've already been down these halls. Yeah, but this time, try to pickpocket us all those runes, please. 
in general, the goal is not to get kicked out of here so we can return when necessary in two days. Nobody will know. Boris is really good. I think the lesson was limit our avarice. Get away with only the thefts we absolutely need. When you know. Wait, so I'm supposed to go down the hall, steal six uniforms, six runes, and come back. Do I have that right? Let's keep it at one. And the rest of us will just be here as visiting dignitaries, because I don't think any of the rest of us could even feasibly pass as students, well, even I with agree. the uniform. Since last time we seemed to split up, let's at least get our story straight. We're here as <laughs> dignitaries. Well, Foreign dignitaries from very far away. Does everybody know what that means? I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I broke friend. Well, how did you eat the pizza? It had cheese. You've eaten several things with dairy, I'm sure. We reset. We won't. I even have know. special pills. <laughs> what did did do give them to you? I wouldn't trust those things, pregnant. <laughs> And I make them myself. <laughs> I can't look at you. It's easy. I'm magical. I can do stuff like that. <sighs> That's good to know. That is, that is useful information. <laughs> Thank you for that. <sighs> you okay, friend? <laughs> I'm fine. Yes, doing great. Nicole's broken now, though. <laughs> Does anybody want my special pills? Not <laughs> <I have> extra <laughs> since we reset. <laughs> oh, by the way, can the cake we get can that be peanut butter cupcake? You bet your ass. Wow. This is the best day ever. Okay, yeah, so well, preg pregnant now we are friends of Dr. Heinz from very far away. Okay. Where? Friends or dignitaries? For pregnant's sake, it's friends. For the rest of us, dignitaries. Way? I told you, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> um, all right, that's all. That's all I'm gonna milk that joke for. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> what do we? We want to say we're from Tarantus. Where are we from? We have to have the same story. I mean, geez. Well, the Omega Project doesn't exist yet, so yes. Uh, uh, can Jarrell do a history check to know where we we might be from? If we were to make up somewhere far away where they would never know who people like that were from. I mean, maybe High like. Rock? <laughs> yeah, High Rock is, no, High Rock is still there. Yeah, maybe High Rock or Tarantus. We, just, we can say we're dignitaries, but I want to make sure we're all good, right? Yeah, far away enough that they'll be unfamiliar with customs and people. Right. Not so far away that they'll think we're just making up places. Right. Plus, Plus a ju from just outside of High Rock. <laughs> yeah. But if we say we're from near High Rock, they'll excuse all kinds of weirdnesses, religious weirdness. Remember, back then they had 12 of them. Right. So if I recall correctly, there. So we've also been deliberating now for. I'm just going to make sure I mark this down. It's been about. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. You guys, the clock is taking me to go get that cake. You're right. For other uh, reasons that don't involve me just wanting peanut butter. Well, let's get we the to save the world, remember? And it is very yes. much hinges on this us getting the, a cake. Well, let's get our access and then get this frog cake. And now, is Boris stealing this uh, uniform before or after uh, everyone going down together to the first, like, like the, the 25th floor or the 20th? Yeah, 25th floor. I, I still think it's wise to get the pass from Mildred. I, th I think uh, a simple interaction will at least gain us general access. Perhaps and, we uh, can even find the laundry room. Yeah, Forrest yeah. is going to keep her eyes open 
while following the rest of the group for a good opportunity to steal a uniform. So she is going to be keeping her eyes on any, like, female students that are opening or closing lockers, assuming that the girls have a different uniform than the boys. If everybody's wearing the same uniform, then it doesn't matter. But she's just, you know, keeping an eye for an appropriate uniform for her, either in a locker, like hanging in a locker room, or if there's- Yeah, they say the robes appear to be rather unisex, actually, just because they're just robes. Cool. Um, if, if there's somebody like walking into a bathroom by themselves that she could follow in and steal the unit. Like she's just keeping an eye out for either a student that seems to be very by themselves in a dark corner or a, a, a uniform by itself in a dark corner either way. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. You guys head down the stairs. You go on to the, you know, you remember there's like a set of spiral staircases. There's a couple other private offices as you're coming down that are labeled, but then you eventually reach like a landing where that goes out to the 25th um, floor, um, which is the fir that first like, actual ring that has classrooms and other things like that in it. So, um, again, you know, uh, hallways are filled with students and um, teachers and other people moving around. Uh, Boris, make me a perception check. 31. <laughs> there appears to be a... Um, what, what appears to be like a, a laundry chute that's on this floor. Um, and you can see like... There is like some staff, like actually, like there's like uniforms that are singed, that are uniforms that are like, you know, have been torn or ripped for some reason, and they're being thrown down this chute. Um, and there's like a bag of like damaged uniforms, like all like in a in like a like a like a like a, like a bin next to this chute, and someone is like loading them down down into it. And then, just then, there is a... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Boris. Uh, Boris is going to tap Pregnart on the shoulder and uh, and whisper, I need you to talk to that student and point at the one that's currently dealing with the laundry. Hey, how's it going? Want to be my friend? No! Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to react like that. I've just never seen anything like you before. Uh, it's cool, I get that a lot. Are you a student? Uh, no, I'm uh, the, um, I'm an ing ingenuary. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. That must be what is it like some sort of like name for like a frog people? I'm sorry. I just I don't mean to be insensitive. I just don't know. No, nah, it's okay. I'm kind of confused about it. But uh, how are you doing? How's your day going? Uh great i guess so now they're starting to small talk boris are you trying to steal a uniform from this bin yeah boris is gonna try to steal a uniform from the bin uh barring that working she's gonna just dive down the laundry chute um there's definitely some in here it's just you know it's gonna be hard to find one that's not damaged she's just trying to find the pieces that way. look the least damaged so just yeah like i mean you find a robe that's more just stained versus actually like burnt perfect um or like ripped um, and you, what, do you just shove it into your bag of holding things? Or, like, where, where does that go in? No, I put it on immediately and stealthily. I just transform okay, make, into a student make, right behind Pregnart. Make, make me a sleight of hand check. 29. Oh, yeah. In, like, one motion. <laughs> Robot. Um... It's stained in some sort of mis like it has like mysterious purple splotches all over this like otherwise like like um, like like black and like um, like blue lined um, robe. And just then there is a, a shot from the hallway. Oh, excuse me. And you see Mildred waving and rush moving her way through the crowd of students towards you. It says. I don't believe I've recognized you. Do you have a visitor pass? How did you get up here? Uh, Jarrell bows uh, and says, uh, We are friends and dignitaries uh, here to visit uh, Dr. Hines. He had brought us into his office, but uh, doesn't seem to have provided us any other way of getting around this place. I do 
hate it when he just invites guests directly into his office, bypassing all other security protocols. We've talked about this multiple times. Come with me. We'll get you signed in. We're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to roll on uh, charisma for that. Okay, sure. (laughs) Nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) I shit you not. That was a nat 20 on charisma. My, My dear amphibian friend, I surely do not mean to suggest this is in any way your fault. Dr. Hines is a very brilliant man and also rather eccentric and has really very little regard for any of the rules of this institution. That is not your problem. You are his guests, which means you are our guests. So we'll get you signed in. No worries about it at all. Thank you, nice lady. Now, it's the five of you. Is Because, Boris, did you split off from the group after you put the uniform on? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of over near the laundry chute, which I think is where this conversation is happening. But I'm, right, I'm but I mean, trying like, to blend you with no the longer, Right. I was going to say, yeah. you no longer appear like you're with them. Did no, you I see that, like I'm uh, with the student. As, as Mildred is about to usher the five of them away, she just like looks back at you. Oh, miss, do go get yourself a new uniform that's soiled. Have, have Richard here just toss it down the chute and get yourself a fresh one. Yes, Do ma'am. Right on that. <laughs> and then she ushers the five of you away and leaves Boris to her own devices. And that's where we're going to leave this episode yeah. off of the Hapless Heroes podcast. This is exactly how it started 20. badly the first time. <laughs> no, this is good. We nat- I nat 20 on a charisma check. This lady is going to give us the white glove treatment. This is great. Fran, make note. Nat 20, charisma. We're sorry. Scootleboot loves I really meant it. <laughs> yeah, as far yeah. as Mildred's concerned, Pregnart is a uh, just a piece of perfection. A really, uh, Which is true regardless. Oh, true. true. She, she sees it. She knows. She Yeah, instantly. Their soul's connected. She just knew. Um, wow. But anyways... I don't think I've if, ever nat 20 on something I wanted to roll high on so badly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, I'm so glad we get to have this moment together, though. <laughs> Anyways, Unfortunately, you, right, friend? Unfortunately. <laughs> if you like us, you could find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram. Look for at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Facebook and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places have a lot of ways to point you to where we hang out more often than not, and that's our Discord server. Uh, just click the link, join this awesome and burgeoning community. Uh, we have just a whole bunch of different discussion channels. You know, we have spoiler tag discussions of our episodes. We also have just like anything off topic, food stuffs, pets, or just like, you know, hey, like, you know, just some behind the scenes or under the hood of like how we make the show or where we get some of our ideas from or how just how much of this show is really just completely improvised and we have nothing planned for. Uh, encourage you to join the community. It's super awesome. Yeah. But if you really, really like us, you could leave us a five star review on the podcast service of your choice. We would appreciate just seeing those kind words and also the ratings because those help us, you know, show up more in other people's feeds and being like, oh, hey, you should listen to this show because they're pretty cool. You know, that's what you could do if you really, really love us. Um, but uh, yeah, and if you say some kind words to us, we'll say some kind words right back to you. And if your podcast service doesn't allow you to leave ratings or reviews, well, we have a five-star channel in our Discord or we have an email, haplessheroes at gmail.com. Just say something, you know, like, like I want to, we want to hear from you. This is like what puts the wind in our sails, what keeps us going, what makes us want to keep creating this quality content for you, our dear listener. But if you really, really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. We have a bunch of different rewards. We encourage you to peruse them, see if any of them tickle your fancy, um, because, you know, your support helps us keep this show running, replacing equipment and doing the things we do to keep this a free ad free production deeply appreciate all of you who've donated to the show so far and it's just um it's just uh, warms my heart thank you and if you like us right now you like us sally field and the whole deal uh start a bean farm and develop a strain of bean 
that can grow anywhere and will solve world hunger and name it after our podcast, Hapless Heroes. Hapless Heroes the Bean. Hapless Heroes the Bean. Yes. <laughs> and if it's if the bean if, if we have a pot of you know beans, you can have a pot of casting. How do you imagine these beans grow? Like is it like green beans where there's lots of little ones in a row or i don't know it'll probably be like hydroponics you'll you'll have to start off like like a super bean some microgreens you'll probably i mean when i say start a bean farm it'll probably be like a vertical farm uh, and you'll have to do like some hydroponic work and um start, start with like microgreens and work your way up to beans and then yeah uh you know i, I don't know do you, do you need bean arches if you're doing hydroponics? I imagine it'll be a pod of some sort. Yeah, like but the beans, the they'll be in a pod. Kind of leafy. Like a, a hydro <laughs> mixed green super bean. Yeah. Anyways, hey, that's so that's one. what you could do if you really, really love us. But uh, until then, I'm going to outro this cast for you before we go way too far off the rails into a different podcast altogether. Yeah, no, I'm gonna this start is now on a my bean podcast. Virtual this is no right longer dun- Dungeons and Dragons. This is beans and beans. my virtual right, we have John playing Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. <laughs> Phil as Edric the Entertainer. That escalated a little too quickly for my tempo. <laughs> Zach as Regnard. Mildred, we're best friends, Nadia. Wait, what was her Nicole? name? Yeah, it's Mildred. Um, she right. never actually introduced herself to you, so that could be fun. Yeah, uh, I just saw it in her soul that we're, right. we're uh-huh. connected sure. so well. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Now, where do I get a new rope? <laughs> Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Until next time. Yep, I stole it. <laughs> and Dave as Zero Valence Avatar 4. We wish you a good evening. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host, DM. We will see you next week as we run through attempt. This is attempt number three. Yeah, three. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.